able to have a seat. Um, got a couple events coming up that I want to remind you about. The first is the first Friday prayer this Friday night, 7 p.m. And corporate prayer is so important, and for us guys to be not only praying, but visibly praying and leading, we got to be there. So here's an opportunity. Great date night coming up. Great date night was awesome. Reminder for a program, for those going through grief, those um, with those going through grief, there is a grief share program in the church. Now, I'm thinking most of us are connected, but if you're not, get connected. Opportunities. See... Pastor Michael, I was going to say Bob, but Michael, Northern Virginia Seniors, there may be a couple in here that may be interested in that, I'll leave that alone. Father-son paintball, I did not put this in the um, blast yesterday, but father-son paintball is coming up. Registration closes this coming Sunday. Get registered. Awesome event. Shoot at each other. All right, speaking of shooting at each other, we got the, the um, retreat coming up. We are, we've hit the tipping point where we may be getting concerned about number of beds available. So if you haven't registered, register. That will help us out and help with planning out. Get on the uh, website, get registered. Advertisement for Right Now Media. Any questions, send me an email. Young men, pay attention to this. And two-minute drill time. All right, this Ivy League college is located in the Nutmeg State. Look for your clues. Question number two, on October 1st, 1945, this athlete was awarded the Legion of Merit and discharged from the U.S. Army. John, Joe, Tom, or Yogi? All right, it's, it's, it's my distinct pleasure to welcome another one of our Teachers, that I'm sure has poured great prep into this, let me pray for him for a moment. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We just ask for your Holy Spirit to move in this group. I ask your blessing on Dave and the prep that he's done. I'd ask your blessing on the guys here as they listen to your word and as we get into your word and have discussions with each other, Lord. Please bless this time. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. David Duhadway. How's everybody doing? So far, so good, right? Awesome. 
It's glad to be uh, good to be uh, with you again. I, I, just a quick note on the retreat. If you're on the fence about that, get off the fence and go. Uh, you would do maintenance on your car. You would do maintenance on your house. You need to do maintenance on you and your spiritual house, and it's worth it's worth doing. And you're not going to connect with uh, men in particular uh, in a, any better way that I've found in our uh, decade here at this church than, than at the retreat. So that's my opinion about that. Uh, more about my opinions short. Um, so I'll just start with uh, God is good all the time. Thank you very much. Uh, so if, you, if I haven't met you yet, so my name's Dave, uh, and uh, I think I should tell you a little bit about myself because I have a microphone and most of you don't. Uh, we'll start with, uh, I'm a Virginia native. I was born in Norfolk, so I love the uh, great Commonwealth. I'm a graduate of Lake Braddock Secondary School, so if we go to Robinson football games, I might be cheering for the other team. Uh, I've uh, lived in Northern Virginia most of my life. I'm a graduate of the game, so if you're a, uh, uh, you know, UVA, yeah, yeah, sorry about the uh, who's and uh, all you Cavalier fans. At least it wasn't a heartbreaker this time around. I mean, that's my only only thing I got there. Uh, I, I am a lifelong Redskins fan. Uh, Cowboys fans get wrapped up in that, about that, but, I, you know, the Cowboys aren't America's team because it's not even the national pastime. The, nat, the uh, Nats have to be, the Nationals uh, have to be America's team, so go Nats. Um, if, uh, uh, I will say that uh, when I was uh, back at uh, Notre Dame, we used to win a lot of football games, and we were number one, at least last time I left, uh, so that was a long time ago. Uh, I'm a retired Air Force, so uh, that means I stood in the long line at the recruiting station in order to only military business operation as opposed to our two professional armor services and the religion known as the United States Marine Corps. Um, I've been uh, trained as a pilot, so uh, after flying uh, four different types of uh, aircraft for the Air Force, I've started flying the uh, Friendly Sky near you, so I have opinions about uh, airlines if you're interested in those. Uh, I'm an Enneagram 3, ISTJ, four colors green, and anything else you'd like to know about me, I'll happily share you because I am an expert about my opinion. I am, uh, I'm married to Dodd and X, uh, you, maybe you are too, because she thinks that diet and exercise are the, the keys to life, and I uh, kind of agree with her on that. Uh, we have two children who are finally out of the house. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, I uh, listen to a hillbilly from Tennessee named Dave who talks a lot about money all the time. So uh, my wife and I are kind of baby-stepping our way through our financial life. So all that to say is uh, all that experience in my life uh, has shaped a lot of my opinions about things. Uh, and it's entirely possible that uh, I might be if you don't agree with me about some things. So, um, But before we talk about my opinions anymore, let's talk about what uh, – God's word has to say to us in the book of James. And hopefully you got a handout and this is on your on your sheet. Do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and there also comes in a, a poor man in dirty clothes, and you pay special attention to the one who is clothes and say, you sit here in a good place, and you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down by my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor rich in faith and heirs of it? dishonored the poor man? Is it not the rich who oppress you and personally drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called? If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point has become guilty of all. For he who do not commit adultery also said do not commit murder. 
Now, if you do not commit adultery but do commit murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged by the law of liberty, for judgment is to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. May God bless the reading of his word. Okay, so now the meddling. I would say the meddling now begins, but I think we have a few weeks now. What is this about an attitude of personal favoritism? James uses the example of rich versus poor, and I thought about what I could say, whether or not anyone in America is actually poor compared to the rest of the world in federal you know, welfare spending, but you know, I, I, don't, I don't have the PowerPoint skills or the time to go into any of that, and I don't think it's worth it because Jesus told us the poor will always be with us. But So instead of doing that, I wanted to focus on the, the words in the personal favoritism. So it's hopefully clear by my long-winded introduction that I've got some favorites about some things. So if, if, uh, if you're a Notre Dame fan or a grad, I knew I liked you. I mean, I, I, right away. Uh, if you're ex-military, we've got something in common. Maybe you're serving currently, so let's, let's uh, uh, talk about that and thank you for your service. You know, if you're married with kids, let's connect. Let's, uh, let's do that. If you fly airplanes, first I'm going to figure out how much cooler you will you know, compare uh, aviation history, but I'm pretty sure after that we'll, uh, we'll get along just fine. Uh, in fact, uh, I might even like to sit next to you in church, you know, if you're a pilot. So, um, anyway, so, uh, but I want you to take some time on the sheet of people like me. That's not people like Dave. That's people like you, okay? So what are, what are those things that are, that are like you? I mean, I could fill it out if I was Steve Franklin, but a lot of you I don't know because uh, Steve's really cool. He's a pilot, by the way. Um, and uh, take a second, write down what are, what are the first two or three things that come to mind uh, about people like you. However you categorize yourself is, is fine. Just, just write something down. All right, now we're going to talk about people not like you. Uh, what is the opposite or at least different? Are they single? Are they people with no government or military affiliation whatsoever? Uh, are they frankly poor? Um, do they not speak English as a first language? Do they vote Democratic? I mean, am I allowed to say church? I'm not. I'm not. Anyway, um, so how often do we even encounter people who are different from us? And how often do we write them off? How often do we pass judgment on them? If this is a struggle for you, an app called Twitter, where you'll see the, uh, a place where there is no passing judgment and the finest in human decency and giving others the benefit of the doubt, almost never. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if Casey Maddox is in here, but uh, Casey could tell you about that. You should follow Casey on Twitter. He needs more followers. But uh, the, the point here is, um, and James' point, is that it's easy for us to hold our faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. But here's the note. The kingdom of God is not filled with people that look exactly like us. Everyone you encounter, even people you would strongly disagree with politically or otherwise, are eternal souls for whom Christ died and people who need an invitation from us, from you, to the faith and to our church, preferably in a seat next to you. I could have him sit next to us, but there's this cool Air Force pilot and his family right next to us, so you know, there's no room. Those are jokes. I know it's early. <laughs> All right. So what do we do about this? Uh, James tells us in verse 8, if, however, you are fulfilling the royal law, you are doing well. What is the royal law? 
Uh, I, I'm just going to put up a couple of sections. You can write them down if you want. I'm not going to read them, but in Matthew's go- excuse me, in Matthew's gospel, it talks about uh, not coming to throw the law out, but to fulfill it. And then later in uh, Matthew 22, the Sadducees asked him directly, uh, what is the greatest commandment? And he said, the greatest and foremost commandment is you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and with all your mind. And immediately he went on to say, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. To which he added, on these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. This is what James means by the royal law. So how do we get there? The law guide us and guard us against personal favoritism. How are we supposed to love our neighbor when they watch CNN or if they're liberal or if they use credit cards to get more airline points? You know, I don't, what if they're like that? How do I love these? Um, In uh, Mere Christianity, there's an important section that I think will help us here. C.S. Lewis talks about the, the, uh, how he always thought it was weird when people said they were going to hate the sin but love the sinner. All right, so I'm not, I'm not at all the fact that somebody who's different from you is a sinner, but I'm imagining that some of those feelings of uh, however you treat sin uh, come up whenever you're looking at somebody differently. It's possible. Um, so I want you to think about this. Um, do, we, do we not, he, C.S. Lewis, which the best example we have of hating the sin but loving the sinner is the man in the mirror. We do this all the time. When we make a mistake, what do we do? Right? Do you inadvertently uh, you know, come to work late? Well, what do you tell yourself? Well, it's because, I mean, it's northern Virginia, or we didn't sleep well, or the dog was barking, or we forgot, or whatever. But we give ourselves the benefit of the doubt a lot. Um, contrast this with what you say about the other guy that shows up late for work, on slacker, right? Or that person that uh, cuts you off in traffic because their parents are cousins, or, you know, that a guy with the feel the burn bumper sticker because that guy's objectively evil, right? I mean, that's, is, that how you, is that how you say about these things? So the challenge here is if we're going to love our neighbors as ourselves, we've got to borrow from this internal monologue that you have about yourself whenever you make a mistake and start applying it to other people. By the way, I, notice that when you make a mistake, you don't let yourself say, well, that's not really a sin. That's not really wrong. You know it was wrong. You know it was heart, in your heart of hearts that it was wrong. And it's okay to say that, that other people sin too, but, uh, but even if they're different, if we're treating them like that's a different, uh, we've got we've to turn this around and we've got to give ourselves the monologue that we use on ourselves. We've got to apply that to other people. Uh, they're going to have different journeys than you. They're, uh, but remember, Christ died for them too. You know, Christ died for Nancy Pelosi, died for Donald Trump. Died for you and me, died for all the protesters that were out here on the curb a couple weeks back. Okay? It's not, you know, he didn't die just for you. Um, so there's some room in your handouts. Uh, you can do this later. How, what are, what's your internal monologue? How do you let yourself off the hook? What are the things that you say? Uh, and then think about how you can maybe turn that towards other folks that you encounter. All right, one other thing as we uh, uh, finish up, I want you to look at the last two verses. And notice the word judgment. Uh, judgment is indeed coming for all of us. Uh, 100% of us are going to die. I'm going to die. You're going to die. We're all God, and we're all going to face the judgment of God. Now, for all who have faith in Christ, we will have the righteousness of Christ attributed to our account, but that will be in response to the holy judgment of God. To remind you a little bit about what Richard taught, mentioned that the law of liberty which James mentions here, is not doing anything we want, but it's, doing, it's living as we ought to live. 
And James tells us here that we're going to be judged by this law of liberty. We are free, and we don't live under the Mosaic law, and there's no works you've got to do to be saved. Uh, but we're going to face judgment for how we use the freedom that we and the liberty that we've been given. Did we use our freedom to glorify God? Did we point the way to God? In a, did we run towards the brokenness? Or did we stay in our holy huddle of people that look and think exactly like us and do nothing? Have you ever been uncomfortable? Just think about it. All right. The, uh, my, the final, uh, literally the bottom line of the scripture this morning is that mercy triumphs over judgment. Judgment can be harsh. And I've, I've traveled with a couple of you around the beltway and I've heard some of the words that you use. And the, the normal trained response that I was trained, when I get harsh, I give back more harsh, right? Uh, but James teaches us that the better way is mercy. Mercy makes a way. Mercy opens, opens and forgives wrongs. We're merciful to ourselves. We need to be merciful to other people in what we say and in what we do. All right, for your discussion questions, who are the different, do you know any? Uh, I bet you if you looked around today, you could find a few. So when you go into the office or your neighborhood, find somebody who's different from you. Start making a connection. Figure out to know and talk about that as your group. Um, if you're willing, don't actually approve of, and tell about this, you know, how do you, how do you let yourself off the hook? Even if it's a, oh, and I confessed my sin, and I walked through, and I was restored to the person that I wronged, uh, can you not apply that same story to someone else? And why do you have a different story for that, for that person? And then finally, uh, do you speak and act as someone who's about to be judged? Uh, some of you know that I spent some time in the uh, Boy Scout Council, National Capital Area, and I'm on their uh, executive committee. So there's another uh, committee member, 62 years old, uh, sailor, ex-Eagle Scout, uh, came here from Michigan. Just the, It's a bright, sunshiny day every time you're around. Last week he died from a stroke. God called him home. You know, it's coming. Uh, is, there, is there time for uh, beating people up in traffic because we feel like we need to? Or is it, is it time to start uh, acting mercifully because our own day of judgment is coming, and we need to act on it. God is good. All right, men, let's wrap it up. Great discussion. Thank you again, Dave, for leading us today. Okay, um, two-minute drill, the trivia answers. Just for a thought here. Hmm. Trivia answers. There we go. The nutmeg state. Yale. I hear one group excited over here. Question number two on this day in history. Joe Lewis. Hey, guys, I want to remind you, the father-son paintball cutoff is this Sunday for the sign-ups. Get signed up. Um, Friday, 7, per 7 p.m., first Friday prayer. Turn around 12 hours later. 
breakfast. And so um, Chaplain um, Vic Ransom is going to be speaking Saturday morning. Um, if you want to help sit up or, or shut down, um, Chip, I'm looking for your tallness over there in the corner or send me an email and I'll pass it along. Uh, I also need to make one quick apology, uh, apology to everybody here. The recordings, I know, have not been up. That's a technical difficulty and a um, training issue. But we are getting so close to getting that fixed. Um, this week will be the week. And, um, yeah, that's it. So, all for one.